What does brushing your teeth well have to do serving God? Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey, welcome to Inverse, everyone. We're having a special episode on habits. If you're wondering why I was talking about brushing your teeth, it has a lot to do with following God in a certain sense. We'll talk about that after we pray when we read a Bible verse. So, Jared, lead us out in prayer if you don't yeah. mind. Father in heaven, as we turn to your word, we pray for spiritual minds and for your presence to be here with us and those who are joining us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And in Israel, can you read Psalms 119, verse 9 through 11? How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Hmm. Siku, why don't you enlighten us with that, with a, looking at those passages. What do you see there and what, what pops out? Uh, what pops out to me is that uh, this question of is there anything that I can do that would result in a certain type of lifestyle? So mm -hmm. here is a young man who's saying that mm -hmm. I want to have a clean life. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that I can do or am I doomed to you know, the temptations that young men experience or young women? Mm -hmm. And what this text is saying, yes, there is something that you can do, not that your actions can save you per se, but there are things that you can incorporate into your life that will actually help you to accomplish certain goals. Mm -hmm. And in order to cleanse your way, um, he says, your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. By taking God's word, hiding it in my heart, mm -hmm. then it will actually help me to live a life that is not offensive to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Habits, yeah, habits can be salvific, you know? And I think that's the essence of the text. Oh, you can't drop a bomb like that and yeah. just kind of, what do you mean no. habits can be solved? Yeah. I mean, here David it. is speaking about the habit of storing your word, the word in your heart, mm -hmm. and then that, you know, builds up, you know, a wall against sin. And so mm -hmm. the habit of building, uh, the habit of storing the word of God in our hearts ultimately builds a wall against sin. Mm -hmm. And so in this case, habits lead in some way to There's cool things about a habit. I think I started off the teaser saying, hey, brushing your teeth, what does that have to do with godly living? And there's something that happens neurologically when a habit is formed. It's almost automatic. So brushing your teeth, my son, it has teeth and brushing his teeth has been quite a chore. It's not a habit yet. But for me, I don't even have to think about it. I can actually be half asleep. It's automatic that I know where my toothbrush is. Hopefully I'm getting mine and not my wife's or my son's, but that would be pretty gross. I have to put the you know, toothpaste on it and I'm brushing and I don't have to think about each tooth. I'm, it's, I've already done it so many times. It's just an automatic process. Zero willpower energy is expended, and my teeth are sparkling as a result. You know, I'm a movie star. And, and so, so spiritual application-wise, there are these habits that we can do, which are different from actions. Yeah. yeah. There is the action of memorizing scripture that we see here. And, and so for, I don't know about you all, but sometimes it can be a little bit, if it's not a habit, a little bit, Onerous, onerous, and and energy but it takes, expending. It takes it so takes uh, the the effort of a single action mm. to lead to a habit. Yes. and I think sometimes you know because there are things that we want to come naturally to us as Christians. You mm -hmm. know, like. I should naturally like reading my Bible. I mm -hmm. should naturally like X, Y, Z. And we're thinking in habit mode. Like this naturally comes to me without even thinking about it. But there's that, there's that period of time, like with your son, there's that period of time where 
it takes effort in order to do it often enough that it becomes a part of your being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jared? I was just going to say uh, decisions, daily decisions mm. form habits. Habits form your character, and your yeah. character determines your destiny. Yeah. So it all starts with those little decisions that are repeated. Yeah. That, that initial decision makes the action from happening, and you repeat that over enough and becomes a habit, and that habit's set. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, and that's what happens, and everybody, it's automatic. Yeah, everybody, everybody, anyone that you talk to would emphasize the need of habits over random actions. Mm. You know, it would be better, for example, for me to teach my children how to save money, how to save the pennies mm. on a consistent basis than it would be for me to tell them save this $10 bill every, you know, once a year. Mm -hmm. Because I know that they'd build, they would build better wealth over time if they learn how to develop the habit of, of, of saving than saving. they would be saving a large chunk of money. And so mm -hmm. no matter who you speak with, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a, a, a finance manager, whoever they are, they would stress the, the need of forming habits, no matter how small they are, mm -hmm. to better uh, advance your, your position. Mm -hmm. Let's start from a wide angle, and let's maybe step out of a spiritual uh, zone for a just for a fun question. Like, what are some habits that you guys would all would love to have, or you've been working on, and you've totally succeeded, or you've just kind of fallen off, mm -hmm. and this is like attempt number 4,972. Mm -hmm. Any habits that come to mind? Siku, you're, you're laughing profusely, which shows that <laughs> well, there's a struggle going on with your carnal nature. Yeah. <laughs> There's a habit that, that I would like to have, and I would like to build the habit of having a salad. <laughs> like, uh -huh. with, you know, having a salad every day. Yeah. Just because I'm vegetarian, really? so I'm supposed to eat vegetables, oh, right? Oh, really? Um, but I grew up, I, I grew up in a society where you you cook your vegetables. You know, uh -huh. nobody eats grass like a cow. Uh -huh. You know, so it's it's. Are you it's, calling um, all those salad, salad eaters? <laughs> Cows? Interesting. <laughs> that, <laughs> hey, I'm with you. I am not. I'm an anti-salitarian, so right. I, 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 I don't like. But you know, but it's a, it's a, it is. I was, I was laughing habit. in my, yeah, within myself because it's a habit that I would like yeah. to have a salad every day, but it, it's taking a while. Yes. You know, it's, okay. it's okay. funny because <laughs> the last time we, the last, the last time we recorded for Inverse, yeah. um, I was getting off the airplane and I got a phone call from my wife, and. You know, I'm getting picked up from the airport, and I was staying at, at Jared's place, and I, all these things are going on, and I'm texting back and forth. She's calling. We're, we're talking back and forth. And somehow, by the time it was all done, it happened in just a matter of minutes. I was kind of sitting down in the car thinking, and I was like, I think I just committed to doing 100 push-ups a day okay. for a month, you know? And, um, and so I'm driving, I'm driving <laughs> to Jared's house, and I'm thinking, like, how in the world am I going to do this, you know? And, and, and so the idea was to build habits, you know, not just to do, not just to go out and max out, but to, to all of my strengths, but to actually build habits of being healthy on a daily basis. This was, my wife is constantly trying to make me a more healthy person. And so I went to uh, Jared's house, he's probably thinking like, what in the world is this brother doing downstairs, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm downstairs and I'm doing push-ups. And I and I max out. I max out at a hundred, right? I mean, not at you one max shot. Max out at a hundred. Yeah, at a hundred. So I do a okay. hundred. Okay. I mean, it, it takes it takes me like fifteen minutes, but I do a hundred, right? Okay. And and then the next day, I could not I could not lift a book, <laughs> right? And I'm thinking like, how in the world am I going to do a hundred? How am I going to do two push-ups today? Yeah. You know. And, and so I did it, and it took me, like, throughout the whole day, I was, I couldn't even do one. I'd, I'd be hours. like, you know, so <laughs> it takes me, you know, 15, 16 hours. And over time, it got to the point where 
over time, by the, by the end of the month, I was able to do 100 push-ups just in one shot. And I was so proud of myself because I thought I would never get there. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought I'd never get there. And so I was... And then you kept the habit. Yeah, well, I stopped the habit. I stopped that. <laughs> yeah. That was a one-month habit. I was habit. just going to ask, bro. Yeah. How, how many push-ups yeah. did yeah. you do this morning? That, that, that was a one-month habit. But you know what the crazy thing is? That I can right now, uh -huh. even though I, this was in January. So even though... Even though this was done in the month of January, I could I could do more push-ups now in one shot than I'd ever than I ever could. You know, so I mean, outside of that month. So fruit from yeah, that, from, that from that habit. habit. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So we've advanced, guys. You know, we we now have different habits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there anything that comes to your mind? Any habits that you well, we were in up or down on? We were talking earlier. Like I enjoy running. Mm -hmm. We were talking about the days where I could go out and run 14 miles, no mm. problem. And I'm not that dude anymore. Mm. You know, and it's not hard. I mean, this is the challenge of of cementing habits is when you have schedule changes or we move from one town to another town and my running routes, like I still haven't established those in, in over a year. Mm -hmm. So it takes discipline, especially when we have life changes to get back into those habits. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, really um, seeking to put yep. God first yep. and asking him to, to help us in those things. Let's see yeah, what I what I appreciate about the habit formation. Like regardless of what habit it is, there, there it's like there are. Um, I, don't, I can't I can't find the right word. It's almost like a principle that underlies the habit. And I mm -hmm. thought of it when he said discipline, for instance. Mm -hmm. So the habit of running consistently or exercising, etc. It takes discipline and really that's what you're cultivating through that habit is is having discipline mm -hmm. or learning how to save like saving you know money you know saving 10 cents every time you spend a dollar mm -hmm. like what you're cultivating is that is is the the underlying thing is you're learning how to save like mm -hmm. how to how to manage your finances mm -hmm. so it's not even just about the habit itself but like what what undergirds it you know mm -hmm. what char what character it develops in you as you're as you're doing that thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you guys mentioned like these are all like good stuff you guys mentioned I would say they're more like resolution in more. nature these are things that you aspire yeah. for but there's mm -hmm. also these like micro habits that's just mm -hmm. so automatic part of what we do mm -hmm. for example like even as we're filming this inverse like when we're done automatically what happens is we take out our phones and we just look at our feed or anything that happens and sometimes we do that totally uncognizant of the people or mm -hmm. the circumstance that we're in, oh, I got already got a message. So, so I'm, I'm looking here and it's already in my mind at these are habits. Yeah. Um, a habit that I've tried to develop is, is not something more resolution in nature, but just uh, I watched the YouTube video, which is another habit that I have watching YouTube videos, um, but to, to develop uh, uh, making my bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. Where uh, a certain marine or a soldier guy said you do this, and it just it just Maybe primes your mind mm -hmm. for the whole day. Yeah. You know? So let's not bring this into a spiritual discussion. Um, what are some habits that we need to develop spiritually in the context of stewardship that we've been talking about this quarter? Anything that comes to mind? Well, I think the obvious one is the the habit of studying the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, and and for me, I don't I don't know. I don't know when you talk about, you know, the brushing your teeth analogy and that kind of a thing. I don't know if there's ever a time when habits eliminate mm -hmm. uh, the struggle, 
You know, I think I've watched, you know, people who are professional athletes. For a while, we, I was into triathlon, you know, uh, running, swimming, and cycling. And so I got, I got caught up into watching professional athletes and just recently, um, you know, looking at a lot of people who are doing these things. And these are professional, healthy athletes that are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And even, even though they get paid millions of dollars to do this, even though they're super healthy, it's still a struggle for them to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think the habit of, of studying the Bible it's an important one, and I don't think it necessarily makes it makes things easier, but I don't think it it it, it eliminates hardship yeah. always. At a certain point, at least neurologically, it takes a, it takes very minimal willpower to to get it going. So mm -hmm. for my son to put on his shoe, I mean, it takes like a whole operatic operation mm -hmm. operation to work. But mm -hmm. for me, you just you know, you pop your foot in, and there's. I don't well, you don't, there's any you don't have shoelaces in your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. It's a slip on, so okay, yeah, that's true. That's that's true. true. Uh, so spiritually, I guess, I guess the point is not whether it's hard or difficult, but we have these emotional ups and downs in, yeah. our, in our spiritual lives, and these habits carry us through to the bad times. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's yeah. kind of a cool That's thing. true, yeah. yeah. Jerry, you want to say something? I was just going to say that what Israel's talking about um, seeking God first, studying uh -huh. the Bible, what that does is, is creates a pattern of spiritual mindedness. Mm -hmm. And I think when you come into contact with things throughout the day, when a song comes on the radio, whether you choose to listen to it, or whether you choose to say, is this going to benefit me spiritually or whatever the situation might be, it's cultivating that, that God-centeredness mm -hmm. where you're able to evaluate and you're bringing him into your decision making. Mm -hmm. And that I think is foundational. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been looking at a lot of habits uh, about uh, spiritual things and secular. Stay tuned after the break and we're going to look at about four or five other very um, this last time oriented habits that we all need to develop. So we'll see you on the other side of the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back to Inverse here. We've been talking about habits. Uh, any other habits that uh, come to mind when it comes in terms of stewardship? Well, you've asked us about developing habits that, or talking about habits that we ourselves personally are trying to develop. And one thing that I'm trying to develop is the habit of not worrying. Hmm. Um, I, many times we don't think about worry as a habit. I think it is. I think it's, we can work against that or we can work for that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have the privilege of working with an organization that works with public universities. I direct a uh, campus. And part of my job description is to raise funds to help the organization to run. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for a long time, I've been doing this now for a while, and, and for a long time, it was something that, that really, really weighed heavily on me. If I don't get money, how am I going to pay the people that work with me, and how am I going to get enough money for the people to do their work on these public universities? And through a long process, I learned that I was, I was worrying a lot and that this is a chronic problem that I had. Mm. And so I said, you know, God, more than, more than money, more than getting money, I want you to teach me how not to worry so much about things that I cannot control. Mm. And so I try to establish the habit of not worrying about things like that I can't you, control. How, what were some things that you practically that you did that, that kind to, of uh, that did that? The main thing is, the, f the first thing that I did is I try to focus on the past mm. by being trying to be reasonable. How many times has God failed me? Mm -hmm. And so I, I started thinking about this and I realized God has never actually failed me, mm. you know? And so that's one thing that I did. Another thing that I did to try to avoid worrying is 
worry is something that you're anticipating. You know, you're anticipating something that is coming up, and so you're worried about that. Mm -hmm. And so you're worried about something, you're anticipating something that may or may not happen. And so I try to think like, hey, this might not even happen, so if you're going to complain and fuss about it, why don't you at least wait until it happens, mm -hmm. you know? And that way you don't waste your time thinking about mm -hmm. stuff that may. So those are the two things that I've done, and, and I'm not free from worry. But I've definitely have grown a lot over the last year in in how much I worry. Yeah, yeah. Can I share something yeah, that for sure. related for for from my life is um, recently I, we, my husband and I recently had a, had a newborn baby and um, every time every pregnancy is different for every woman. But this pregnancy was was challenging for me because you know hormones make you think crazy things like really, <laughs> and um, and the challenge for me was was. My husband couldn't do anything right. Like he did do things right, but you know, like my mind was not working properly, and and um, and I I'm sharing this because the application was for my relationship with God too, mm. and I realized that every day I need to take some time and sit down and intentionally, until it becomes a habit again, intentionally think, what did my husband do right today? Mm. You know, and because I know he 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 cannot be that wrong. <laughs> he cannot do everything wrong in the world, and. And sometimes it would take well. a while. <laughs> no, sometimes it would take a while, but just really sit down and think, okay, well, he took out the trash. Mm. I appreciate that he took out the trash. And then after a while, I realized I need to do this in my relationship with God, mm. developing an attitude of gratitude towards God, that taking time every day to think, what has the Lord done for me that I didn't thank him for today? Mm. You know, And just take the time to sit down and think about it. And that's... I think for, for a steward, for someone who's responsible to God, just thinking, has my master ever wronged me? And I thought of it because of what Israel said. Has my master ever wronged me? Has he been a, faith, has been, has he been a fair master towards me? Mm -hmm. And when you stop and you think about it, and it's like, you know, I have a lot to be thankful for mm -hmm. to have such a gracious and yeah. giving master. No, it's it's a cool little uh, tip that, like, you know, and the Bible says, like, remember the past. Remember, mm -hmm. remember, remember. And that, that which we remember gives us strength for the future. Yeah. Um, let's go to Luke chapter 12 here. And I'll read from verse 35 onward. Luke chapter 12, verse 35. The Bible says in verse, in verse 35, Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Assuredly, I say, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. And if you should come in the second watch, come in the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. I really like this. It's kind of the, maybe the opposite, same kind of tip, uh -huh. but on the opposite end, we should remember the past, but we also calibrate our futures that the Bible is painting this picture of a punctiliar event in the future that is the epitome of all human history. Yeah. And from that perspective, you know, that puts brushing my teeth and garbage and my wife and my children and my more, all, all these things is, 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 is formulated around that. That yeah. takes the idea of, of God mindfulness mm. um, and fixes it to this specific event, mm -hmm. which is the second coming, mm -hmm. and um, being mindful in preparing for that and realizing 
that um, there's this event that mm -hmm. all of humanity, all of scripture is, is pointing towards mm -hmm. and how do I relate to that? How am I preparing for that? How am I helping other people be ready mm -hmm. for that? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's awesome. And we need to be very mindful of the second coming but not in a freak, weird, fearful yeah. way and Planet X and Nibiru and, and, and the world coming to an end in September <laughs> and three hurricanes and that stuff. Just looking at what Jesus has to say mm -hmm. and, uh, and his plan and prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it just um, the word with respect to stewardship and the second coming that comes to my mind is accountability. It's realizing that mm. I am responsible to God and a time is coming where I'm going to stand before the one who has entrusted me with, with the stewardship mm. and, and I'm going to have to answer for it. And will, will I be able to say that I've been faithful with what you've given me? I have invested, mm -hmm. you know, the talents that you gave to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that mindfulness of, of that there's a future time coming is a, is, a, is a sense of accountability to something that's greater than me. Mm -hmm. can, we, can I ask, how, how are the practical ways that we develop that mindfulness? And we're going to talk about other habits too, but mm -hmm. these are all great habits. But I just, these, they all sound good, and, and I know I want to, but I, I'm asking also, like, do you guys, what are ways, like, we talked about Bible memorization, we talked about remembering the past, mm -hmm. but mindfulness can be almost the catchphrase for some other you know, in yeah. mindlessness, yeah. or like reading some some you know whatever you know yeah. stuff. Like so, so help help me here. Any anything that comes to mind, well, I, Israel? You know, when it when when we think about the second coming, mm -hmm. I think it's easy for us to focus on. The, you know, the Bible is very clear about different signs that are going to take place just before Jesus comes, and and we use these things as like ways to shock us, mm. you know, but. The purpose of the second coming being on our mind is the need to focus on the now mm. while we have time. You know, and a lot of people think, oh, if you believe in the second coming, then you're not going to take care of the environment. You're not going to take care of the things that matter most. You're not going to care about social justice. No, not so. Right. As a matter of fact, the second coming gives urgency to what we do now. Uh -huh. And so I think that that's yeah, that's that's the and that's what I love about this passage that is talking about mm -hmm. the wise. The wise steward is a person who will be ready when he comes, regardless of when he comes. Right. And so one way in which I think it's important for us to focus on the second coming is by focusing on what we have now mm -hmm. yeah. and developing what we have mm -hmm. now and not what we don't have or what we may have or what we've lost. I love that. You know, and so I think things that I'm trying to do in my life that, that help, that are helping me in this, in this situation is there are people that we have in our midst right now. Mm -hmm. And so what can I do to value and to be kind to and to love the people that are in my sphere of influence and in my circle right now. What can I do to love these people right now? They might not be here tomorrow. They might be somewhere else. They might pass away. All, I might pass away. But what can I do with the present to make the present better uh, right now? And living in the now moment, developing the habit of helping people now, it's preparing also for the future. Mm -hmm. that, that makes sure. the question uh, that I've been thinking of, if Jesus were to come tomorrow, how would I live my life today? Right? right? And that makes that a reality, the yeah. observation. That's a better that, way of putting it, yeah. more yeah. concise. Good job. Like I, like I, I have a, just thinking of that, I've, I've talked to you know some young people, and they're like, oh, well, Jesus is coming soon. What's the point of going to college? Mm. Or Jesus is coming soon. What's the point of X, Y, Z? And, and really the question is, it's not about, um, so if, if the fact that Jesus is coming, well, how would that change what you are doing right now? Mm -hmm. And are you going to college because Jesus is not coming? 
and there's a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're getting married because Jesus isn't coming. There's a problem with that. So the fact that Jesus is coming actually should give uh, urgency, give meaning to what you're currently mm. doing, to the everyday activities of, of your life mm -hmm. is in the light of the fact that Jesus is coming soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, let's look at other habits that, are that you are mindful of. We're using that term, Jared. Self-discipline. Self-discipline. Self-discipline is a big one. Um, and Paul actually talks about this in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians yeah, he's, chapter 9. Yeah, he's dealing with this um, verse 24. Yeah. You want to read that for us when you get there? I can if I ever get there. I have it. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, read it, please. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. So I'm, I'm, I'm reading this verse and I'm thinking, okay, temperance or self-control. Yeah. It's interesting that the Apostle Paul in the book of Galatians in chapter 5 in writing to the church, he says, he, he lists self-control as one of the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. So, so he's, he's calling us to self-control, but he's also very mindful of the fact that I have no self-control apart from the Spirit of God. Yeah. So self-control really, or self-discipline, is um, continual surrender to the Holy Spirit. And again, I think it, it, it's, it's not looking at what I can do or what I can produce or how I can control or discipline myself, yeah. as important that is, but it's simply learning to walk with Jesus and yoking up with Him and allowing Him to be the guardian of, mm. of my life and well, my thoughts. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is that, like, for everything else, we, we are pro-discipline, right? Like, when, it's come, when it comes to school time, hey, you know, like, stay up all night and study. I mean, it's, you know, mind over matter. You have to ace this exam. When it comes to sports, you got to push. Your mind's got to go over your body. Even if your body's telling you quit, you got to keep on going. But then when it comes to spirituality and we try to, we try to encourage discipline, all oh, of a sudden, all, too much yeah, you're legalistic, legalistic. you know, yeah. what in yeah, the world? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I appreciate this text here because it talks about, you know, putting putting religion, the, relig the life of a religious individual, where it ought to be. We should because we want to, because we care. We should because we take it seriously. Mm -hmm. We should treat religion and our walk with Christ in such a way as we would if we were striving for a prize, mm -hmm. right? Because we are. We're, mm -hmm. we're, trying, we're aiming for an imperishable mm -hmm. crown. Honestly, too, like, I think practically speaking, a way to encourage self-discipline in your own life mm -hmm. Um, I'm sorry I keep coming back to food, but is in the area of food. Okay. You're post-recovering <laughs> after a uh, right. pregnancy. And, you know, food is but, but, you know, if, if you can, if you can uh, have self-discipline when there's that piece of, of a triple chocolate cake, you know, that's like in front of you. And, or chocolate bar. Uh, um, yeah, Bachman's. <laughs> if you can have self-discipline when it comes to, f to the area of food, because like self-discipline is, is this principle that's in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And you develop the art of self-discipline and it's transferable. Mm -hmm. You know, so I do think it's important, like if you have self-discipline in school or in sports, that's something that can be transferable into your spiritual life. Mm -hmm. and, but you have to be intentional to transfer it. But I think mm -hmm. even with food, you know, if, we, if I can be disciplined in the area of food, mm -hmm. I have a chance of being disciplined, you know, in yeah. spiritual things. Hey, this is a great discussion on habits. How many of you have been blessed by? I'm, these are some habits that I want to pick up. Hopefully you want to pick up. And we're not doing this just for discipline's sake. We're doing this for Jesus' sake. 
Thank you so much. Or thanks so much for watching Inverse. God bless you. We'll see you next episode here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.